0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Gam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fizz recording live at, uh, well not live, but recording at halftime of the grand final. Because why wouldn't you be uh, recording a podcast at halftime of the grand final? What the hell else are you going to be doing? At enjoying your life, getting on the grog, watching with your mates, playing kick-to-kick, kick, all that sort of good shit, not at the Draft Doctors, you'd need to have a life for that sort of thing. Anyway, massive show for you today, uh, huge, huge news just everywhere, it was just all over town, um, obviously wrapping up the season and, and getting into the off-season, which is our fav- favourite time of the year. Um, of course, it was hashtag Andrews out. that's right, uh, but it wasn't wasn't as happy as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be me and Credits getting on the gas, having a laugh, having a great time. Um, But she was down. She was down. She was out of sorts, uh, old Credits. She was taking it. She took it really hard, and I I couldn't understand why. And she said, every good hero needs a villain. And she she was trying to work out who would be her uh, Moriarty to her homes, who would be her Shredder? Who would be Shredder to her? Ninja Turtles. You know, who would be Captain Hook to her, Peter Pan? These sort of things. And and um it's been tough. Been tough. Um just a lot of, you know, shoulder rubs and, and well wishes and we'll find someone, you know, someone trying to do good in the world and help out underprivileged. We'll we'll certainly try to put a stop to that. But uh there was a bit of footy news, obviously the Brownlow happened. I um and people hated Hated Lockie Neal winning. That was terrible. Uh, I don't know what's what the hell's wrong with that. It's it's um, you know I, I kind of like the ambiguity of it. I don't um I don't like the idea of say an American one where people just you know nominate a a player and give it to them. It's like and even then like look at the NBA. It was just oh we're sick of giving it to Jokic. Let's give it to um MV. Like it's it's crazy. Um I I like that each game is weighted the same i think it was really disrespectful to to Lockie neil the the discourse after it um you know he's a great player and he's in a great team and they're in the they're right in the thick of it in the, on grand final day so i don't know man there's certainly you know he's he's just a great player so i think it's always an australian thing it's it's you know you want to tear down the successful person rather than embrace it which um, I mean, I feel sorry for Bont because he certainly would have been a worthy winner. And um, But, hey, there's plenty of hard luck stories uh, on Brownlow night. And the other thing that happened was uh, North's assistant package got through and it's it's sort of um, it's second round, uh, end of first round pick this year and, and the late uh, end of first round start of second round picks next year. I always wonder with these sort of things, it's like, how is a kid who's rated, like, at that point of the draft going to actually help the team now? Like, it, it seems strange. Like, that person, whoever they draft, could be four or five years off. Like, look at LDU. He was a top-five pick. He didn't really come good till his fifth year. So, it's its kind of strange. I understand they can trade it, but then they got to get someone to want to go there who's appropriately at that value and be part of a rebuild. It seems really strange to me. So... Um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of these system packages, even as a Suns fan, I don't think we should have got them. It's maybe a little bit different, but I don't, I don't believe in it at all. Um, I think the first round needs to be protected, so they shouldn't have got that pick or anything like that, and and certainly like first round compensation for McKay shouldn't happen in my opinion. I think North fan Damien Barrett got it right when he said that the club chose to be bad, like getting rid of a host of players, and then they've chosen bad coaches and chosen the wrong picks and poorly developed them probably so i i just don't i I think if you're bad you got to fucking work your way out of it like look at brisbane man like they were absolutely fucked absolutely fucked now they're playing off a grand final so i uh i think we got to get you know and they can north were probably good when the priority picks were going out and they haven't and even lately screwed with the May as well give him a couple goals head start every match. It's um just bizarre to me. But anyway, this is the good vibes, bad vibes show. Uh, a lot to get through at the start. Uh, good vibes, bad vibes. We're going to kick it off with some good vibes. And how can you not kick it off with Kitty Coleman? It's like I said, it's halftime of the grand final. He's absolutely cutting it to shreds, and he's really just continuing what he what he did. I don't certainly expect him to score a hundred in. The heart in the first half of every match. But he's really picked up. He's averaged 84 uh, from round 14 on. Daniel Rich, obviously, out of the team. So he should be the prime mover. Uh, he's having a great final series. Um, he's crossed that 50-game barrier, so he's getting more pre-seasons and getting more experienced. Uh, marks are just trending up. He, he should be the main weapon off half back in a good team. The only thing he doesn't get, all the kick-ins. They've got... Um, you McKenna mostly took them this year, so you he, he could even have more upside if McKenna got injured or, or something like that. So, Kitty Coleman, I think everyone's going to be talking about him now, but he was already trending in the right direction. Had a couple of sub affected games, obviously with Rich out. He, he's the man, and um, yeah, look, looks looks like a hell of a good pick next year. Don't know if he'll be a starting salary cap pick. He'll be a mid pricer for them, so that he might not get too much hype, but. Undoubtedly, this grand final performance, uh, if it continues, is going to have tongues wagging. On to the bad vibes. And it's kind of a good and bad vibe one, this one. But it's it's Jai Simpkin for a, a bad vibes. And he had a down year. But I think people are going to expect him to bounce back. And I'm pretty cagey on that. Um, because they've got so much inside talent now at North Melbourne. And this is... It's kind of interesting that they got the handouts because if you look at their midfield, it, it should be fucking awesome over the like next five years. And that's LDU took most of the midfield, then Will Phillips um, finally got a good crack at it, and he was there. And then it was Simkin, and he the second half he wasn't as strong for that inside time, and he he would play outside and he would play forward. He's not a great kick of the footy. Uh, they got Taran Thomas, obviously played a lot through the midfield in the second half, um, but George Wardlaw is a guy I really, really like as well. Uh, he had no preseason this year, played fuck all time on ground, still led the team in pressure acts. Um, he, he even crossed my magical eight um, combined tackle and marks in just per game in just minute time. So I expect George Wardlaw with the preseason to to kick it in the dick. So, leave Simkin is. I, I just don't. I, I think he needs to play a role rather than be a, a star in the midfield. Whether it's a bit more defensive, uh, he, he might need to. So, I, I'm not. I'm not expecting him to bounce back to 100. He might be a value in drafts off his average, and that's fine. Um, but I'm. I'm really concerned. Um, and you got to expect I'll add some high end talent in this draft. Uh, whether they trade up for, for Harley Reid or whatever, but they are just going to have so much young talent. Um, there's guys going to be missing out and I you know, they'll probably leave the club in a couple of years. So we'll see what happens with North Melbourne, but I'm a little bit down on Joy Simpkin. Just the, the kicking's not, not the strongest part of his game. And I think, you know, that's something we've seen Alistair Clarkson really value over the years. And, um, we'll talk about another player who I've got some bad vibes on later. Uh, just I think that sometimes these leadership players, the captains, will take on that selfless team role and, and maybe sacrifice their numbers. We've seen it with Trent Koch and, and that might become a bit of a, a trend across the board. So we'll see there. Um, but yeah, a bit of bad vibes on Jai Simkin. Someone who I've got some strong vibes on. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to be super, super fantasy relevant, but he's going to be, that third-year breakout potential for me, and that's Finn Callahan from Greater Western Sydney, had a, I'd say, a strong second year, trended up to the 76 average, uh, average the 21 disposals, five marks and two tackles. And throughout the first half of the season, he was just playing outside, and, and that's where we're starting to see these better numbers. So he was playing outside, and the, the tackles just don't exist for him on the wing, and that's, that's okay. He was still getting plenty of the ball, still getting plenty of marks. But then midway through the year, he started to see uh, a pretty decent bump in CBAs, I'd say. And he was getting into the 40s and even up to 50%, uh, which, it, like, it's not 70-80, but it's pretty significant, I think, uh, for a developing player when you compare it across the first half and you, you basically didn't get any. The scores improved, the tackles improved, the marks were still there. He had that inside-outside game. This is a super highly rated player. Uh, and then you look at the the midfielders in front of him. Well, Tom Green's not going anywhere, and he just absolutely blew it up. But then you got Stevie Canelio, and he had a real bounce-back year, but if we're being honest about him, he hasn't exactly been <laughs> the healthiest unit going around and, and neither has uh, another player who got a real and he's a quality player and just to return to that inside role of Callan Ward. Well, Callan Ward's he's old man he's old. Like, um, I think they've got to start preparing for life after Callan Ward maybe he still has a major role in that midfield but I think they're going to look to the future and say Finn Callahan, you're the man even in the 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 final rounds he was getting good time Josh Kelly's numbers uh, dipped a bit there so I'm I'm all aboard Finn Callahan he's going to be worth a late flyer in my in my opinion as a midfielder um, we obviously know the midfield thins out pretty significantly there but he uh, he's got some upside in a good team and I like that and he's got that inside outside game so I think he's a good he's a good shout. Um, and the salary cappers won't even mention him and probably for good reason. My last bad vibes, last bad vibes is Took Miller, Took Miller. And this is just a complete gut check. Okay. This is, there's no stat. This is the good vibes, bad vibes. It's just a bit of gut feel. And I, like coming back to that, um, Trent Cotchin thing, he really, you know, he was a possession machine, Brownlow medalist, and he really sacrificed his own game for the greater good of the team. And I look at the things that really work in the uh, Hardwick, Collingwood, GWS style systems, and it's they've got to have a real strong half forward game. And took really that was where he was for the first half of his career. I'm not saying that he's going to play there permanently, but I think he's going to spell there more regularly than uh, we've seen in the past. This is just a complete gut check. Uh, Kick a goal, lay a tackle, has the craft, can do it for the team now that the team's getting Matt Rowell through the midfield. Noah Anderson's a star. Sam Flanders obviously cut it to shreds. Just Miller has a bit more pace, a bit more wheels than, you know, your old man Dave Swallow. I know. Uh, You know, Nick Holman can play his role and and all that sort of thing. But their forward line is lacking a bit. Uh, He can provide a bit of leadership down there. And it's just, I'm just not sure. I think people will still expect him to get back to that massive averages of a couple of years ago. And I'm just, I'm just not there. I'm just not there. It might happen. It might happen. And you got to remember, you know, also that um for a while there the the tigers were really unrosterable in fantasy like no one was averaging 100 so even when they're at their premiership winning best so i'd be i'd be a little bit cagey about old took miller uh of course he could blow it up and lead our sons to a flag and and we all hope he does but (laughs) those are my good vibes bad vibes uh i didn't really get much in the way of questions this week that's fine i understand everyone's tuning out and we've been a little bit irregular obviously this one's just a complete um yeah we didn't hit the schedule of wednesday the reason is um and it's marathon update sorry to bore everyone who's not interested in this because it's been it has been five years of trying for it so i hit the long run on uh, last saturday of 32ks all went swimmingly all was good, had petrol in the tank, was ready to start tapering. On Tuesday, I've, I hurt my back, um, and that's the main injury that kept me from running. It kept me out of running and golf for nine months last year through the bulk of the year. Then at the end of the year, I did start running again and injured it in November um, and rehabbed it through till I didn't start running again until April and april through till now has been sort of training for the marathon and um so with two and a half weeks to go to cop that injury um obviously (laughs) that's that's taken months to rehab in the past is pretty devastating um not gonna lie i didn't cope particularly well um when it happened um i thought i'll just get drunk on on day one because i knew what was was happening and then on day two, it hit me, and, and, um, yeah, it's just bad, I've just been really down, um, getting back into the processes of just doing stretches, um, walking, staying mobile, icing, heat, anti-inflammatories, extra sleep, all those things that can help, um, but i you know, I can't expect it to be any good. And even then, I'm going to miss three weeks of training, even if it does magically heal up, which it probably won't. Um, but I'm sort of just getting to the point of like, okay, it's a process, it's a process, don't worry about the result. But it's, it's so hard not to um, take it hard. But anyway, uh, so I apologize for the pod being late, but I'm sure everyone can understand <laughs> I've been pretty down. But um, anyway, we'll be back next week with some more content and hopefully better news and hopefully it doesn't take me five minutes to get out of bed in complete agony. Anyway, peace out and uh, we'll see who wins this game. It's too bad both teams can't lose. I I hate both of these teams. Fuck them. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.